Man, I love that image in that song where it says, well, God doesn't hide. And I couldn't help but picture the cell phone. I hide. You know, there's sometimes when the phone rings and it's got this red option, the red button. <laughs> you know, depending on, I look at that and go, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe hit red and hit hide nap just for a second, but God's all his is green. It's on go all the time picking up constant connection he's never without us and we're never without him ever and so that's what I want to remind us is that we have this fusion with God through Jesus Christ and our yes and the Holy Spirit living in us and and so what we had talked about a couple of weeks ago was cultivate we were picking that up and then last week I, I loved the image when I went back and listened to what Nanny and Pop shared with you. Wasn't that beautiful? If you were here, you know, you got Mom at the very end flipping, the, the, flipping off the devil, you know, just saying he can get the heck out of here. And, uh, boy, if there's anyone ever that, can, uh, that you can do that to, it's him. It's the enemy. You can, you can do that with him. Um, but to see the image of them as high school graduates, the picture, and then the picture of them now, and just the growth, the maturation of cultivating their relationship with one another. And the source of that at times through their life, not until later in life, for Pop, when he will tell you his story, that the synergies of Christ came into their life and they're cultiv cultivating that relationship with Christ has just accelerated their being. And we find that, that if we cultivate this relationship with God first, that if he's limitless, then that means then my, then my growth and my depth and my height and my width, my ever being, my ever which way I go is limitless because he's limitless. And so that's been our goal since day one is that sometimes we as a body of Christ, and I'm not saying here, I'm just saying as man, the people that have said yes to Jesus we have these nice little boxes that we want to put God in. And he, he won't go in your box. It, that's your box, and that's how you want to control and how you think God operates. But gang, he's not confined to your box. He's not confined to your doctrine. He's not confined to your theology. He's not confined to any. He's way past it. He's way, he's infinite. And so in this cultivating, we asked uh, a couple of weeks ago, said, what does it look like for Jesus? What did, what did it feel like for him just to do business with, with someone? When, if he were to come up into a Starbucks and just say, hey, I want to, what would he order? Would he order a mocha latte or would he just be straight pike? Or, you know, what, what was it like to interact with him at the point of just being in the marketplace? How did he continue to cultivate his relationship with God the Father? And we look back at that and we said, well, we really believe his go-to was prayer. That he constantly stayed in his space and place with God the Father through prayer. You know, and we looked at different places where he would even get up before daybreak. That's early. <laughs> You know, the sunrise is, what, 6.30? So, hey, if you get up at 6.25, you can live it out. <laughs> Bust up, 6.25, Lord, I'm with you. I got up before daybreak. I'm here, and I'm communing with you. Right? 
or he'd be in the wilderness. It was wherever he went, he was able to commune with God the Father through just talking, through conversation. And the other thing about it is that we found out, too, a couple of weeks ago, are you good soil? Remember, Jesus, he, he taught in parables, and he said, hey, there's these different kinds of soil. And if you were here a couple of weeks ago, do you remember if you based yourself on being good soil? Do you remember what your answer is? Are you good soil? I see some heads nodding. Yes. And if you were kind of like, well, I'm not real sure how to answer that, I want to say yes. Well, you can say yes, because when you say yes to Jesus, he's in us through the Holy Spirit. That makes you fertile, great soil. And so we said we constantly go to God the Father to take care of the soul of our soil, the soil of our soul. And that anyone that knows how to, I'm not a big farmer, I'm not a... I just don't do it. Um, I, it looks fun for about a minute. <laughs> I, that's about it. And, but I, I know you got to turn the earth over, right? And it's got to get air. And that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that it has to get air. And the nutrients have to get in there. And, and so as it gets air, that, that thing surfaces. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to Talk about that as we are having these conversations with God, that there are times that there'll be things and stuff in our life that just doesn't belong. And I'm not going to label any of them, because I think a lot of times if you're anything like me, if someone is speaking and if they don't list your particular one, then you can check out. You go, hey, that doesn't pertain to me. You hit them all, but you didn't hit mine, Bilbo, so that doesn't pertain to me. Think of, of it this way. What are some um, things, relationships, if, if you made any kind of resolution? A resolution is something that you want to see different in your life, right? And so here it is, almost March, and is that particular something or something or some way of life that you desired to see different starting in January, has it manifested itself? If not, don't you want to find out why? Are those very things in your life that you say, Golly, Bill, if I could just get rid of this, I would be so much better. Only to find yourself back in it. And it could be relationships. It could be a way of thinking. It could be attitudes. So again, I don't want to label it for you, but I do want us to go through it because the thing is, look at John 14 just for a second. You go, all right, so I'm having this time. I've got my space and my place with Jesus, and we're talking. And guys, that can be anywhere, anytime, all the time. If yours looks like it needs to... I don't, I don't even want to label that. If it looks like it is early morning or if it looks like it's in the wilderness or if it looks like it, I love rubbing the vehicle. I love getting behind the mower. I love exercising. Those are times to commune, to cultivate, to air things out with God and say, Lord, search my heart. <coughs> Father, search my heart. So look at John 14. This is Jesus 
and it's in the Last Supper. And like two weeks ago, if you go back and read John 13, 14, 15, 16, it will change you. If you'll just hang out there, John 13, 14, 15, 16, it will change you. He will change you. Because listen to what he's saying here. This is John 14, verse 17. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit and how he's having to come. And Jesus is setting the table literally for them and saying, Look, boys, i got to send you a helper. He doesn't say, hey, I think it's a great idea that I send a helper. I've got to send you a helper. Because he knows how life is going to be for us. And so he knows that there needs to be a source higher, more powerful, limitless, able to cultivate all the time our being in the way that we live life. And so right here he says he is the Holy Spirit. He's talking about, uh, God's talking about he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. All right, class. For any of those folks that we're living life with, do you ever live life with folks that, that, that will have the tendency or conversation that they feel like they're out of relationship with God? And so right here is just one place where you can take them back to and say, you're never out of relationship with him. Sure, maybe there's some things in your life behaviorally wise that you don't dig, but that's what we're going to dig in here to tonight. Because see, if he ever leaves you, then the ability to, for him to cultivate you and get those out would never happen. He never leaves you. He stays in there with you. He wants you to get all the stuff out that you want out. That's why he's bringing it to your attention. That's why he's leading you into truth. And so the thing is, is do you trust God leading you into the truth? Here's an illustration. You're on a trail. And it looks very wooded. But God's leading you. I mean, he's literally right here with you, hand to hand. And he goes, Bibbo, here's the way we're going to go. I've got a choice to make in that. At all times. Yes or no? I'm going to show you the way to go. I'm going to show you the way of life. Allow me in you to show you the way of life that is most beneficial for you. Not Dotson. Not Kamish. Not Matthew. I'm showing the, the way of life that's most beneficial for you and your bride and your family. Drop the comparison. I blew life into you. Trust me to lead you into all truth. And so in those, let's just read a few um, verses here. Do you trust Jesus to lead you into the truth when you're praying with him? Yes or no? Yep, some. Is it sometimes dependent on how he answers it? Like when we're like a while ago when we were just talking about, hey, I got all of these different things going on in my life. Father, I'm praying to you, Lord, your will, your will. And if you would just write what you think you want it to look like on a piece of paper, and then when God answers it, if it's different, are you going who are you going to follow? Whose are you going to follow? You're gonna be saying, Man, I gotta wait. That's not quite the answer I wanted. <laughs> hmm. 
I don't know. No, I, I don't think I'm hearing him. You see where I'm going? Allow him to lead into the truth. Do you think that he ever is going to lead you into a place that's detrimental? Man, then you can full out, get ungirded, and go. Get the machete out with him. Say, man, heck yeah, let's go, Lord. This is going to be a freaking adventure. You're going to lead me into this. But look at some of the things that may have to come off. Here's some of the things that may anchor us down into the, into the soil <laughs> before we go. Ephesians 4, turn there. Verse 22. A lot of these are going to be familiar. Ephesians 4 verse 22 says, Throw off old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. What if you just change that word? I love playing with this just a little bit. What if you threw off your old unbelieving nature? You see, because sin, the Greek word, part of that word means to be mistaken. So if I'm mistaken about who I am at any point in this journey with Jesus leading me into truth, the heels will start going into the ground. The trust starts coming up and off of it. He'll take you into places that where it requires Him to take you. Verse 31, same chapter. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander as well as all type of evil behavior. Uh, flip over just a few pages to Colossians. Chapter 3. Verse 8. Colossians 3, uh, verse 8. It says, But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, Malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. And then James. You don't have to turn there, but if you want to, it's James chapter 1. So it says, so get rid of all filth. Uh, yeah, James chapter 1, verse 21. Get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And humbly accept the word God has planted. There's a, there's a word for next week. I love that. Has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. Amen. And so we see. What's the common two words that you see in those verses? Get rid. Take away. Alright. And so in order to do that. For me to be done with it. Don't I have to figure out how it got in? And why it keeps coming in? Now, gang, one thing here. Anger's not a bad emotion. You've got to hear that. Anger is not a bad emotion. Just real quick. I don't want you to go there, but just real quick. I'm going to skip ahead just for a second. In Ephesians, it says, Be angry and do not sin. It's in Ephesians 4.26. Be angry and do not sin. All of the translations for the exception of one, it'll say, in your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Be angry and do not sin. 
Do not, and take this word if you were to place mistaken in it. Be angry, but do not be mistaken about who you are. Now let's go back here just for a second because see, the thing is, is that there's something coming into our hearts that is causing evil behavior or malicious words or that resolution that you just want to keep making but unable at this point to follow through with it. It's that whatever in your life that you mentally go back to and you go, dang it, why am I coming back to this? You tracking with me? Is that, Lord, how did I get back to this point? I'm airing, I'm, I'm, I'm turning over the soil of my soul to you, Lord. And I have these things in here that I desperately want to get rid of. And so this huge trust has to come into play. And so let's look at it just for a second. Look, go to Proverbs 4, 23. Now, class, are you good soil? Yes. Are you good soil? What do you base you being good soil on? Those that you're living life with, if they say, I'm not good soil, how are you going to coach them through the fact that they are good soil? She gets it every time. It's Jesus. Jesus. Your yes to Jesus. Is there stuff? Did Jesus ever want something in his life to look different? Absolutely. You don't have to go any further than right before he put himself on the cross. Lord, if any, not my will, but your will. Father, is there any other way that we can do this? Is there any other way, Lord, that we can do this? Can you imagine the beseeching that he had in that moment? And he said, but Lord, not my will, your will. He's trusting. God's at the front. He's trusting his will for him. And he knew in that moment that God's will was that none should perish. And the only way that none will perish is if they come to believe and say yes to Jesus. So Jesus wasn't mistaken. He took off any kind of doubt. Look at Proverbs just for a second because here's where I believe we get we choke out. Proverbs 4, 23 says what? Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Do any of your translations say block? No. Means to watch, means to keep, means to preserve, protect from danger. All right? We got our garden. And it's growing some fabulous looking plants. And all of a sudden, we have varmints that are coming in and eating our plants. What do you do? Some people shoot them. I've seen some uh, little four by four things that uh, Pop would make, and I've seen pictures of what the Crenshaws would make here. That at sometimes that there'll be like this chicken wire that will come up and around the plants. Right? You'll kind of build that up where the varmints can't get in. Where the and so take that illustration for your heart. 
So if I've got chicken wire around it, that means that sunlight still gets in. If I've got the chicken wire around it, sunlight gets in. Also, water gets in. Air still gets in. But it's guarded. I let the good stuff in, but it keeps the bad stuff out. It can only go so far. Relationships are perfect in that. You can only come so far. Because in this moment in our life, I've got to guard my heart in this relationship because right now you just haven't learned or desire to know how to take care of my heart. That's a great boundary to have. And you're showing someone how to love them and still have the boundary and say, look, right here's where I'm at. It's with any relationship. So all the good comes in. Now, here's what happens. People are told that, said, man, you better guard your heart. And all of a sudden, we block it out. We block it up. We build boxes around it. My favorite illustration is a drawbridge. We just crank the drawbridge to our heart up, close the door, put the latch on it, and all sunlight's gone. All water's gone. There's no air that can get to it. And you are choked out. And so how do you determine who and what is good for your heart, for your soil of your soul. How do you determine that? You trust. You see, because there's times that your heart's going to get mashed. It's going to get slapped. You're going to absolutely get brutalized when you continue to leave it up. And out there. And yet when you find out that you just may have to cover it up from some things, some others, with wire. Because then you're modeling what it looks like to take care of the very heart that God's pumping life into. Alright? I want to I I I put some real legs underneath this before we leave. We're asking God to, to reveal, alright? We've got our chicken wire up. We've got our earth turned over. And we've seen that there's some things in our soil, in our soul, that we don't want in there. And so let's just pretend that it's one of these biggies. Can we, who, whoever has to deal with anger? Anyone? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, I'm angry at you right now. <laughs> Just kidding. This can be used on all of it. But I do want to take anger here for a second. So let's say that you want to get rid of anger. And you're not sure how to get rid of it. Remember, it's an emotional dashboard that you have. And so what God said, he said, be angry, but don't be mistaken. Don't sin in it. And so in that is that I've got to do something with this anger. Number one, is my anger based on truth? All right, you with me? Those taking notes, I'm giving you a second. I'm going to take me and my bride here. 
when the hair on the back of my head raises up, I know I don't have much, but it does raise up. The phantom hair raises up. <laughs> when it does, I'm literally having to call a timeout because, see, in that moment, in my anger, I'm trying to turn her into an enemy, and she is not. She is never my enemy. Gang, let me repeat that. She is never my enemy. Let me, let me broaden it for us. Anyone that has said yes to Jesus Christ, I don't care what color they are as far as Democrat, Republican, uh, Independent, I don't care what color of skin they are. If they've said yes to Jesus and you disagree and your hair gets flared up, they are not your enemy. Ever. 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 It's the enemy trying to get in and divide us, gang, and he's done a hell of a job of it. Over the years, we've allowed ourselves to get separated from one another because of our philosophical differences that have zero to do with how Christ summed it up when he said, all you got to do is love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. And if you'll love others like you love your neighbors, like you love yourself, then I'm telling you, this world that I emptied the tomb out for to redeem it all will look different if you'll believe it. If you'll just keep going through it. If you'll allow that heart of yours that I'm blowing into you receive my air, to receive my nourishment, to receive my sunshine, to receive my power, you will get through it. You won't make them an enemy. So in that moment, in that moment, gang, when I'm about to turn her into an enemy, I have to stop and literally call a timeout on myself. And here's the question that I ask. Who and what am I defending? And why? Guess who most of the time it points back to? And how do you release that? It's the great need. Now, there's legitimate times, gang, when there's things that have been said to one another that hurt. That's when we talk them out with each other. We call it stop, drop, and pray. Can you imagine what this would look like if all... We call it stop, drop, and pray. So when that happens, I literally call a timeout and say, Whoop, wait a minute, man. I just got stung there. I don't, I, that was a zinger. And so she has to be honest in it and say, well, I meant for it to zing. Then I, that has nothing to do with me in that moment. It has everything to do with what's going on with her. So you see how you start to get rid? You've stopped in that moment. And you've aired up the soul of your soul. And God is revealing to you, is your anger based on who you are in me and who I am in you? Are you basing it on the power of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, in you to respond in this manner? Will you do it? You want to take one more? You want to go through one more? Like everybody's looking like, well, I don't know. You want to do one more? Which one you want to go through? What's something in your life that you want to get rid of and you're just not sure why it keeps showing up. Anybody got an example? And we'll use that. Yes, ma'am. Resentment. 
Okay, resentment. Cool. So take that through. And let's just talk this out together. What is my resentment based on? And you don't have to share, but whatever it is, what is my resentment based on? And why do I continue to attach it to that person? All right, if you care to share any at all, is it just a hurt that they've done to you? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So whatever that tangible hurt is, is I'm going, Father, how do I get rid of this resentment for this person? What do you tell her? Come on. It doesn't mean that it's kumbaya moment afterwards. But until I get to a place where I'm wanting the best for them, that I'm not sure whatever the hurt was caused. Remember, most people, when they cause hurt to someone, they're responding to you out of a place of hurt. They're responding to life out of a place of woundedness. And so I have resentment I'm going to put it back here with Deb. So she said those words to me. I didn't say anything about it. Let's pretend that. So I got to make sure my fence row is clean. And so if I've not ever said anything about it, if I've not cleaned my air, if I've not <coughs> turned over the soil of my soul first to God, then to the person that I think has offended me, remember what it says about it. If you have someone that, if you go and give your offering and you're at the altar, and I've got to go get that cleaned up. And so until I clean it up right there, then I start to heal. Then I start to release that person from any kind of ill will. It takes time. It takes time. And so the thing is, is do I see them in the same way that Jesus sees them? And the honesty is, is at this moment, no. Right? Let's don't fake it. No, Lord, I don't right now. But the you in me will get me through there. And so I got to constantly release. I got to constantly release and believe. That's a good one. Does that help any at all? Gang, start in your home. Start, just start doing inventory of where you are right now. And all that stuff. It's empowering to be able to live life in that way right there. That's why he said, I've got to send you a helper. He's going to lead you into all truth. And so knowing that he's going to lead me into all truth and that he's not harmful, then I can trust following through with any and all those conversations that I have with people. Starting with myself. Okay? All right. We've got to close this up. Pulling it together here. Where's your space and place that you're cultivating? Stay in a constant state of cultivating. When, it's, when one of these babies gets into your soul, you dissect it. Why is this here? Why is this here, Jesus? Guard your heart. Don't block it. Teach others how to love you in your space and place. 
Stay in that constant cultivating. All right? And you'll be ready for the seed to come in. As we keep getting these things out, we'll be ready for the seed to come in. All right. Father, thank you. Uh, that was uh, meaty, but so good. Uh, I just want us to sit in it just for a second, if we would. People, the guys can come up and get ready to play. As they get ready, and I'm looking back over, um, Father, what we just talked about. One of the things that does happen in our life at times is that whatever the raw emotion is, it sometimes can become a drug. That anger and bitterness and resentment at times will get the adrenaline flowing to the point where we like that to go. And so we're saying that we're going to replace that with a healthier adrenaline of choosing you and following the Holy Spirit and trusting him to take us down all these paths that constantly cultivate our soul. soul. So Lord, we love you. We, we thank you for who you are in our life. Uh, we thank you for a room full of folks who are not mistaken about who they are. <laughs> um, God, that's very encouraging and empowering. So I do pray over each and every person in here that as they continue to get rid, uh, Father, that they see that as a very positive and empowering way to live life. Father, it's the way of life you taught through Jesus. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Um,